Hello! I'm L.A. They call me L.A. Preston. They call me L.A. Cash Isn't it? L.A. Cash. They call me the Southside Player. They call me, you don't want that smoke from the Noak. They call me, oh, he got jokes from the Noak. Call me all that. And this is my first, I call it my first dollar. You know, a lot of people will call it their first episode. Some people will call it their first chapter. I call it my first dollar because it's all about the money. No, no, no. Not all the time, but you know, most of the time is all about the money. I decided, I see all these people doing these podcasts, doing these TikToks and all this. I was like, well, let me get into this. Let me see. Hey, I got stuff to say. I got things to say. So I'm going to say it. So I'm going to start my own, what I call podcast. Because I started a podcast you know, years ago. And, you know, I did a few and then I just stopped. But right now, I'm in that creativity mode. I'm in that, I don't know, how, how would you call it? When you want to just talk about things. When you want to create things. But you sit here and some people say they don't have time to do it. But I've decided I'm going to make time. That is right. I'm going to make time and do this podcast. That's right. And since this is my first time doing this podcast, it's, I might as well just talk about me. That's right. And what I do, where I came from, and things of that nature. For all the people that don't know me, I'm from Bridgeport, Connecticut. Moved down here to the Noak in Virginia, uh, middle of tenth grade. I've been so I've been here for over thirty years. So you can probably say I am from Roanoke, but I don't forget my peeps of what where I grew up, and that's Bridgeport, Connecticut. Oh, I'm married. Got two, got a beautiful wife and two beautiful kids. I do comedy. A lot of people who probably listen to this probably already know this, but in case you don't know, I do comedy. And one of the questions I get is, what made me do comedy? And so I'll just sit here and just talk about that right now. I started doing comedy when I was 18. And right now, in case y'all wondering, I am April 7th. If you're wondering how old I am, I am April 7th. And so, what started me doing comedy back in 18, so back when I was 18, so that was 1993. And what happened was, my wife, well, my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, we went to a comedy show. It was Bernie Mac and D.L. Hewley in Greensboro, North Carolina. And during this time, a lot of people may not know this. This is when there was a it was a lot of tension, especially racial tension. Y'all think racial tension is at a at a high now. No, back then there was some racial tension. 
I mean, we had the Rodney King. We had, we had NWA and all kinds of things going on. And it seemed like I was a, I was the type of person that was like, oh, my goodness. White people are really the devil. We, I, you know what I'm saying? Every time I saw a white person, it was like, oh, my goodness. Am I going to get in trouble? Are they going to call the police on me? Sort of like Karens. But it's, in that day, it seemed like all of them were Karens. So I'm sitting there. We go to this Bernie Mac, D.L. Hutley comedy show. And I'm looking around. And I see black people. White people. Just together talking and just having a good time. And when the comedy started, we we're all just laughing, giving each other high fives, talking about the show, saying how much they enjoyed this. And right then and there, I thought to myself, hey, these white people aren't devils. All that stuff that they say about them, they aren't true. Well, and let me put it like this. Not all of them, all right? I mean, I, I'm not... I'm not blind to the fact, you know what I mean? So, but I thought right then and there, yo, this isn't all that racial stuff, all that racist stuff isn't everywhere. There are white people that like black people. Let's put it like that. And I was seeing it right here at this comedy show. And I was thinking to myself, that's a kind of space where I want to be. I want to be in that space where black people and white people, and not just black and white, all, all, all races, just getting together, having a good time laughing. And it seemed like a comedy show was the best place that this thing happens. So I said, hey, I'm, I'm pretty funny. I mean, I get laughs. I make people laugh all the time. I want to start doing comedy. So that's exactly what I did. I just went and just started doing comedy. I mean, I went and got a few jokes, went to the Roanoke Comedy Club, and I guess you can say the rest is history. I did I did the comedy thing for about seven years, met some great comedians. I mean, some comedians are, are stars right now and stuff, but I'm not going to say any names because, <clears throat> you know, I ain't one of those people. Oh, do anything for clout. Do anything for clout. No, the reason why I do that is because it doesn't matter if I knew this comedian or if I knew that comedian. I always go by Rock Kim's uh, quote on one of his songs. He said, it ain't where you're from, it's where you're at. So it doesn't matter how many people I knew. What am I doing now? What are you doing now? Huh? That's why sometimes when I don't get when comedians, when they want a big introduction. Oh, this guy, he's done shows for Dave Chappelle. And he's done shows with Bernie Mac and Dion Hewley and Mike Epps. 
He's toured all around the world with Adam Sandler and Chris Rock. Please welcome to the, I don't know, the uh, Roanoke Sushi Bar and Grill. Please welcome Joe Johnson. Yeah. Wait a minute. You did all that? And now you're here at the Roanoke Sushi Bar and Grill. Yeah, I'm very, very impressive. Very impressive. That's why when I do it, it's like, yo, just just say who I am. That's it. That's all. Just introduce me. I ain't going to sit here and do I've done this show for this person and that person. Because everybody going to look like, okay, then for one, they're going to say, well, why are you here? He must have had a drug problem. He must be an alcoholic. Did, did he not fall for the Illuminati? Why Why are you doing this when you did shows for this person? You should be a superstar. You should be in these movies. That's why I say, hey, man, just say L.A. Preston and I'm on stage. That's it. I don't need any criteria to say, hey, because I don't want people. I want people to. I know I'm funny because I'm a comedian. I don't want these, oh, you got to respect me because I've done this and I've done that. No, 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 no. You don't have to do all that. You're going to respect me because when I get on this stage and make you laugh, that's the respect right there. People trip me out. I remember, like, when I host, hey, man, tell them I did this and tell them I did that. That's why when I host, I don't even ask people. I don't ask them at all their, their uh, criterias and stuff like that, man. I'm like, what's your name? All right, I'll do my own intro on you from my personal experience. And that's what I do, man. People sit here and they just brag about stuff they used to do 20 30 years ago, it's like, ah, that's good 20, 30 years ago, but that don't mean Jack now. And what's up with all these comedians still doing the same joke from 20, 30 years ago? I'm like, dang, you can't find any new material? Crazy, man, it's crazy. But that's pretty much my story on how I got started into comedy. You know, I ended... And people wonder why I stopped at seven years. I actually went into wrestling after seven years of comedy because I wanted to try. I wanted to try something different, man. I I met a wrestler and he told me all about the wrestling business. I was like, "Yo, this seems interesting." So I did that. I did that in about two year two thousand, and in two thousand and three, I just grew up. Let's put it like that. So two thousand and three, that would make me what twenty eight. So around 28 years old, I just grew up. I was like, I went, I already, I was, I was already married, but you know, I went and had, had kids and just wanted to be a father and a husband. I was happy with that. I went and got me, as some people would call a real job. And I was just doing that for what I say, not what was it, 2003. So for 2003 until, what is, what is it now, 2022 now, but I started back in 2021. So so in 18 years, you know, 
watch my son grow up, watch watch my daughter grow up. You know, she's still, you know, she's still young though, but you know they've they've grown up so much, and I've taught them as I don't not as much as I can, but to this as of right now, I've taught them. I think I've taught them a lot. I think I've been a pretty good good father. So I just wanted to get back into comedy because I really enjoy comedy. I love making people laugh. And so I went back September of 2021 and I was like, where is there some places I can go do this comedy? And one place was this place called The Idiot Box in Greensboro, North Carolina. And I'm thinking to myself, Greensboro, North Carolina, that junk is two hours away. But then I thought back. It's like, you know what? That was one of the reasons why you stopped doing comedy also. Because place was just too far away. I mean, it was the Rono Comedy Club that I was able to do. But then when that closed down, it was there was a, a Blacksburg show called The Hokie House. And that's about uh, less than an hour away. So I could do that. But there was nothing else. If I had to go somewhere, I had to go to maybe like Charlotte or D. No, D.C. was the main place I had to go. D.C. So I, I was like, nah, going all the way to D.C. So that was, But then that reminded me when I saw Greensboro, North Carolina, two hours away. And that triggered, oh, do I want to really go and travel and do this? I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. So I did. Went down there. Did my little open mic thing. Did all right. I did better than I thought I was going to do. And that's normal. Because I'm coming from Virginia. And I'm coming down to North Carolina where there's a whole bunch of comedians. A whole lot of comedians in North Carolina. And here... I know they're looking at me like, oh, here come a Virginia comedian already coming in here. It's like one of those things. It's like when, uh, I guess you could say, when there's a foster parents and these foster kids and there's like 12 foster kids and then the foster mother gets another kid. You know, they're like, ah, we don't have this much food as it is. Here come another person taking our food. But... I didn't care. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't want to take all your food. Just, just give me a little taste, man. Here, give me, give me. I'll take an appetizer. You know, give me one of those mozzarella sticks. You know, that's all. You want to give me a mozzarella stick? I'm good. Because I know, I knew how this. I don't say I knew. I knew then, but I still, I know how this comedy thing works. You know, so I went down there and I just kept going every Thursday. Boom, just kept doing it. And then I I got better and better at my craft. I think I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good, I think, for a person that's just started. It ain't been a year. It's been a little over six months that I've been doing this. And I've done, I've done a lot in those. I've been, I've been working hard. I do two or three open mics a week. I do a few shows. I do about three or four shows a month. So I think I'm doing pretty well for myself. I, uh, I've also have started hosting a show every month at Versus in Roanoke, Virginia. The last Friday of every month 
I mean, it's been going so well that right now we are actually doing two shows. That's right, two shows. And I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. So, can't wait. But what's so cool, cool about right now is that there's more places that I see opening up for open mics. I mean, there's there's a couple in Blacksburg. There's one in Charlottesville called The Southern, which is a very good open mic. And there's a couple... I'm trying to think, man. I mean, there's there's a couple spots here in Roanoke that do it, that do it as well. So... As of right now, the comedy scene looks like it's it's getting better, but it's not where I want it to be. I mean, there's a lot that we have to do, especially here in the Noak, to make this comedy scene come alive. And that's pretty much it for, for that comedy scene. It is May. I, I should have said the date. It's May 10th right now, and also it's... It was Mother's Day weekend, last weekend. So happy, I guess, belated Mother's Day. If I haven't said it already, I'm sure all the people I wanted to say happy Mother's Day too. I've, I've said it. But there are some people I'm sure I forgot. So happy Mother's Day to the ones I forgot. People wanted my opinion. Well, no. I wouldn't say that you know, they they wanted my opinion like like they don't really care but I would like my express my opinion about things that's been happening in the news and stuff like that. A lot of people talk about the the Dave Chappelle incident. Sure, we we could talk about that. I I make it in my uh comedy routine that I think it was fake. Now, do I really think it was fake? Of course not. But it's better than their actual story. And, you know, I do a little thing that why I think it was fake. You know, because you know it is May and it is Mental Awareness Month. So why not do something for mental awareness? So people can see that, hey, mental illness is a real thing. And I'm sure Chappelle had that idea of getting this guy to attack him so we can talk about mental health. It makes sense. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But that's what I think. You know, He got attacked so we can talk about the mental health situation since it is Mental Awareness Month. Yes. One thing we cannot talk about is please, please don't make it seem like this happened because of the Will Smith slap. Tired of hearing that because it's not true. I've, I've said it plenty of times. Ever since that Will Smith slap, there has been thousands upon thousands of comedy shows. And we haven't had not one incident that I know of. I don't know. Maybe somebody did get beat up. I don't know. But we haven't heard anything about it. It's because no one is going up to a comedian. No one's going to a comedy show. Wanting to slap a comedian. No one is going to a comedy show saying, hey, I want to slap this comedian. Hey, Will Smith got away with it. 
I'm going to get away with it too. It's BS. It's like, it's like OJ when he got away with murder. Do you see, did you see any black people say, OJ got away with killing this white woman? I'm going to go out there and kill me a white woman. Hmm? Hmm? No. It's ridiculous to even think that. People just want someone to blame. And I love these C-list or D-list, whatever list, comedians saying, I'm so fair of my comedy that I'm scared to go on stage and perform. First of all, no. First of all, for what? Why, why would they slap you? Are you saying things to make you get slapped? If you're not saying anything that you might get slapped from, why are you worrying about it? Hmm? It's ridiculous. I don't get on stage and say, oh, wonder who's going to slap me tonight because I'm about to say this. It's funny when that Will Smith thing happened, all these comedians talking about getting slapped and I better not get slapped or you better not slap me or we're going to be fighting. It's like y'all egging people on to slap you. And when you get slapped, don't say it's because of Will Smith. Say that you got slapped because you were talking junk while you were on stage. There's been plenty of comedians that got attacked. Shoot, Gary Owens. I think somebody had a gun on Gary, ran up on Gary Owen one time. There's been plenty of comedians that got rushed up on stage. And this was way before Will Smith. So let's 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 stop all that Will Smith crap right now. That that's just my opinion. Y'all may not agree with me. But, you know, that's all right. You can you can disagree. One thing about me, you can disagree with me. And I would like to hear your disagreement. Because that's how you get smarter. That's how you learn. One thing I do not like, I don't like people who always agree with me. No, 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 no. You can't always agree with somebody. 100%? 100% all the time you agree with someone? There's something wrong. There is something absolutely wrong if you agree with someone 100%. And if you disagree with someone, don't think, don't take that. If they disagree, if they disagree with you, don't act like, oh, they don't like you or I'm not going to like this person anymore because they disagree with you. It's just a disagreement. You sit there and you talk it, talk it out, talk it like men and women. That, that That's pretty much it. You know, if you got a disagreement with someone, talk it out. Let, listen to them. Listen to what they got to say. If they don't agree with you, find out why they don't agree with you. And you might learn something. There are just so many. It's just crazy how people would just go in blindly believing something. Just like politics. I don't like talking about politics, but politics is, is like that. No matter what a Republican would say, if you're a diehard Republican, it's right. No matter, and whatever a Democrat say, it's wrong. 
it's crazy. I love these videos, these YouTube videos that get people talking and they'll say something like, this person said this. And you're like, yeah, he said that and I agree with it. Well, actually it wasn't. Like They did that with uh, Obama a lot. They said, Obama said this. And the, here come the Democrat. Yeah, that's right. It's Well, actually, it wasn't Obama. It was Trump who said it. Or they'll say, Trump said this. And they'll be like, yeah, man, we believe that Trump, yeah, that's the Republicans. And then they say, well, actually, it was Obama. Well, I mean, well, uh, 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 yeah, exactly. And we got to stop that, man. We got to be free thinkers, man. Think for yourself. That's all, that's all I think. That's just my opinion. Think for yourself. What else is there? man? What else is going on, man? The NBA playoffs. Playoffs? Got the Heat and the 76ers. They're like tied at two. There's a lot of them that are tied at two. And then there's some that are three to one. I think the Warriors in Memphis is three to one. And that's... And it sucks. I don't want the Warriors into. I love John Morant. I John Morant, man, that's he's going to be the next superstar. I, I think, and that's in my opinion. But I think he's going to be the next superstar. There's a lot of talk. Did Donkovich? What's that dude name from Dallas? He got MVP again, or was it the Denver dude? Donkovich, right? What, what was his name? Anyway. One of them got MVP for two times in a row. And I'm thinking to myself, how come we never compare white people when it comes to sports? You ever notice that? Like in basketball, we're always LeBron or MJ. Come on, who's better, LeBron or MJ? No one ever says Let's go white. Larry Bird or Yankovic or whatever that dude name is. Who do you take? Or the dude from Dallas. Larry Bird or the dude from Dallas. Which one y'all want? That Now that, to me, that would be a great debate. In comedy, it's always Eddie Murphy or Richard Pryor. Eddie Murphy or Chris Rock. Kevin Hart or Cat Williams. What about Bill Burr and Gary Owen? Who, who do y'all got? Who do y'all got, Bill Burr or Gary Owen? I got Bill Burr. Just in case one. I like having those conversations. That's why I wish Vanilla Ice had a whole bunch of Ice Ice Baby hits. Can you imagine if Vanilla Ice had just a whole bunch of hits, hit after hit? He had an Ice Ice Baby and. I mean, what else he had? He had what? He had that slow song, Cause I Love You. Cause I Love You. And he had the ninja song. Oh, yeah. Go ninja, go ninja, go. Go ninja, go ninja, go. Go ninja, go ninja, go. He had that. Can you imagine if Vanilla Ice had a just a whole bunch of hits? Can we put Vanilla Ice, like, had MC Hammer hits or something like that? Then we'll be sitting here comparing who you got, Eminem or Vanilla Ice. Oh, my goodness, that have been a great debate. Who do you got? 
vanilla ice or Eminem. Nah, it'd be Eminem. You're right. It'd be Eminem. I mean, it would. But I wish Vanilla Ice had a whole bunch of hits, man. So we can sit here and we can just talk about that. But we don't. Eminem is numero uno when it comes to white rapping. They they try. They tried with G Easy. <laughs> What's that? I don't even know these other people's name, man. Who else is there? Oh, Post Malone. Post Malone was the one. Who else they got? Who, who else? It was somebody. Snow. <laughs> If I'm a, now they're trying to get this, uh, what's his name? Josh Harlow. You think Josh Harlow going to make? Nah, yeah. Y'all going to try, man. But right now, I think we're at the point where there, there's a lot of white rappers. And I, I think we as black community, we're, we're just going to do something else. I really think we're going to start doing other things. We're not going to be doing rap anymore. I, th- I think we might go back to country. I think we're going to go to country music. It's been, we've been creeping in there little by little. I think we're just going to give white people rap music. Uh, we're we're going to go, go to country. I don't know. When this is gonna, when when this is gonna be? But I just feel it, cause that's what we do. That's what we do. We get into this thing when there's, but you know what? I'll take that back. We're gonna still be doing rap, cause this is what I don't like. This is what some people have been saying, and that how white people are taking over, or all of a sudden white people are into rap music. Y'all go back and watch those Run DMC, those. LL Cool J's, those, uh, who else was hot back then? Eric B. and Rakim, Big Daddy Kane, KRS One. Look at their concerts. Public Enemy. Pu- oh my goodness. Look at that tour. I think it was Public Enemy, Run DMC, LL Cool J, and the Beastie Boys, if I'm not mistaken. Or look at MC Hammer. Look at their daggone, look at that crowd. They all not Puerto Rican. They're Latinos. They're, it was a lot of white people in, the, in that daggone crowd. So white people have always loved rap. So let's get that stereotype out the way. Like white people are just into rap now. Rap, white people have always been into rap. Rick Rubin, baby. Shoot, Beastie Boys. So we've they've always been into rap. What else? That that's pretty much it, man. But I I wouldn't be surprised if black people we start going into country, start doing country music. I mean, we had it with what Little Nas X was doing something. Shoot, back in the day, uh, Nelly had that song. Shoot, Cowboy Troy. Hootie and the Blowfish? Is that one of a... I don't know. Oh, man. I've been talking for over half an hour. That's been quick. That was quick, man. Well, I think we're going to um, end it here. Because, you know, 30 minutes is pretty good for a show that I'm just talking. Just doing it by myself. 
I think that's 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 pretty good, man. I'm gonna give shout outs to people though that that got me motivated to do this. One person is David Goosby. Yeah, he's one of my favorite comedians out of Greensboro, North Carolina. You know, he's doing the oo wop, the goo wop with the oo wop. Is that what it's called, man? Yo, man, look, I'm going to look that up, man, because I need to make sure I got that right. The goo-wop with the oo-wop. Y'all check that out, man. That's a podcast right there. And I'm going to give another shout-out to uh, Eric Brown. He's doing a lot of TikToking. He's Instagramming. He's doing his own thing on Facebook. Eric Brown comedy. I'm like I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna be right there with them, man. They they they're not. I'm not gonna be left in the pack. I'm not gonna be left behind. They doing this stuff. You know what? I'm doing it too. That's why I went and got on Instagram. I was just on Facebook. That's right. I'm like I said. I'm April seventh. I'm you know what I'm saying. I'm April seventh. So shout out to them. Them two people. Also, Tony Rodriguez, man. He's, he, I think he does a little podcast, too. So, I, that's right. So, I'm like, I'm I'm getting I'm getting with them, man. I'm, I'm going to try and do some podcasting, Instagramming, TikToking, all that. And this is my first dollar, first episode of L.A. Preston's podcast. I hope y'all enjoyed it, because I did. I really didn't enjoy doing this. We didn't talk about a whole lot. You know, I talked about, you know, my beginnings and stuff. But I'm going to try and keep in, keep doing this and do it about once a month. Not once a month. Once a week. Do it once a week. Get motivated. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get motivated and do this at least once a week. So I appreciate all y'all for listening to the first dollar of hopefully – Many more. I'm not doing anything this week. Uh, I'm doing the next show I'm going to be doing will be May 17th at Kernersville, North Carolina. That's next Tuesday at the Gypsy Road Brewery, 7.30 p.m. Then I got my show at Versus in Roanoke, Virginia, 114 Kirk Avenue. Gonna have two shows. Gonna have one at 8 p.m. and another at 10 p.m. Gonna have three great comedians, you know, besides myself. I'm I'm excluding me. So if including me, it's gonna be four excellent comedians. Gonna have uh Lucas Gumbrenth. Hope I'm saying these names right. It's funny, I'm I'm picking these comedians that got these last names that are like, whew. Got John. Rodemacher, I want to say that's his name, and Dusty Cagle. Three fine, great comedians that's going to be appearing on the show on next, on the 27th, May 27th at 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. at Versus. Get your tickets, get them, because the last two shows I did in March and in April, they both sold out. That's why we're doing two shows this time. So get your tickets, man. Thank all of y'all for being listening. Y'all have a good night, and I will talk to y'all next week.
LA out.